Good evening. Welcome to Hitcher Stowe's High School Sports Weekly, where we will cover the past, take a look at the present, forecast the future of high school sports in Adams and Wells Counties. So sit back and relax and join yours truly, Bob Adams, along with Rex Brewer, for year 18 of Hitcher Stowe's High School Sports Weekly. Note the opinions expressed by Bob and Rex are theirs alone and do not reflect the opinions of WZBD at staff or its sponsors. the services provided at Decatur Hardware and Rental in the Decatur Plaza? We fill propane grill tanks, test pool water, custom mix paint, cut keys, ship UPS packages, cut glass and plexiglass, we rent tents, tables, and chairs, we rent trenchers, a skid loader, tractor, stump grinder, sod cutter, and so many more items. Hardware, plumbing, electrical, or paint. Let Decatur Hardware and Rental make your project much easier to complete. Decatur Hardware and Rental in the Decatur Plaza. Family owned in the same location since 1972. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. Do you remember last winter? Why would I want to? Cold, snow, unpredictable utility bills. Exactly, unpredictable utility bills and shortages. What are you getting at? I'm talking about the real world advantages of a quality Hitzer coal burning stove. Where can I learn more? Online at Hitzer.com or stop by the showroom, 269 East Main Street in Bern. Be energy independent with a new handcrafted Hitzer stove. Welcome home. A new chapter doesn't mean you have to rewrite your entire life story. It only means you're ready to move forward into a lifestyle that's tailored to your needs and ambitions. At Adams Woodcrest, they go to great lengths to make your transition to a new and exciting lifestyle easy and carefree. Choose from one or two bedroom villas or apartments. Call or visit today. Adams Woodcrest, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. Member Adams Health Network. Welcome back to Hitcher Stowe's High School Sports Weekly. I'm Bob Adams. And I'm Rex Brewer. And Rex, we have one-third of the Adams County contingent heading to state. Yes, we do. We have a couple of gentlemen. I think both of them were up here last time we had the uh, Belmont Wrestling team up here. They've come along with their coach, and uh, we're going to talk about some pre-state final stuff that's going to happen in two days here. And uh, I'm all psyched up for it. I know these guys are too. So You're going to be generating a lot of air time here Friday yeah we go about six and a half hours that first night on friday so i get tonight five off. and a half <laughs> i'm gonna go see a basketball game i guess five hours <laughs> five and a half something like that but yeah we we were when they were on the air semi-state i uh, went on at 8 30 in the morning we got off about 5 30 i think so and we were on pretty much all day long does your does your mouth get tired at that, at that yeah, point? I, I can know. talk all day. Well, I know you can. You can't shut me up. That's yeah, the problem. That's so, problem we have. 
Well, it's uh, time for the Woodcrest Weekend Review. The They named the all-ACAC girls team, and, and guess who made it? Uh, Lexi Dellinger from South Adams, Maddie Worcester from South Adams. Kind of figured those two were a lot. Gracie Miller from Bluffton, they all made the first team. Second team members were Sydney Pierce of South Adams and Jessica Yenser of Southern Wells. So congratulations to those girls. Last Tuesday night, boys basketball was DeKalb beating Belmont 46-45. South Adams beat Blackford 62-54. That was a great game. South Adams, the, the um, oh, what's his name? Spencer, Spencer, can't think of his last name right offhand. He was bombing threes like it was there was no tomorrow. And uh, they led pretty much all the way. The kid we wanted to see from Blackford had broken his ankle a couple of games earlier. Bro- broke it against Jay County. Was sitting on a bench in a boot, so... We didn't get to watch the uh, the premier freshman in the state play. That's one that uh, his grandpa brought him along with him. Well, to it, coach it was his. It, it was I think it, uh, uh, Jerry Hoover's actually his like sixth cousin or something. But uh, <laughs> his grandson his grandson did come along with him. His six foot six inch grandson. So they that helped out. I think he had twenty nine or something. Yeah, only twenty nine. Only twenty nine. Yeah, this uh, freshman kid has had games of 48, 42, 40. And was averaging 39 points something when he uh, broke his ankle. Uh, Friday night boys basketball, Bluffton beat Fairfield 55-47. Huntington North beat Norwell 49-40. Southern Wells beat Woodland 69-47. Saturday night boys basketball, this game we did. AC 50, east side 47. Johnny Carroll hit a three at the buzzer to win it. And uh, he also hit a shot, a very difficult half-court shot at the end of the first quarter, which they waved off, which was... Clearly good. I mean, <laughs> clearly, two of the referees come over to the to the uh, Adam Central coach and said, "Hey, it was good, but he waved it off. We're, we're going to have to go with him." <laughs> so I, I don't know why they do that. But Cherubusco uh, beat South Adams sixty four fifty eight, and he also hit a, hit a shot before the first half. So he had three, uh, you know, uh, uh, half court shots there in the, in one ball game. So you've been watching Steph Curry play or what? Uh, apparently. A wrestling advancing the state, Wyatt Miller at 106, Cade Zadalak of Norwell at 113, Logan Moser of Adam Central at 120, Kyle Lawson, who we've got up here tonight, at 126, John Rubel at 145, uh, 220, Chandler Schum of Adams, uh, he's, he's from uh, Adam, Central. Adam Central, and 220, Isaiah Baumgartner from South Adams. Girls Regional, Central Noble knocked out Bluffton 47-35. In the uh, 1A regional, it was Rockwell 48, beat Southern Wells 46. Boys basketball Tuesday night, Southwood beat AC 89-66. Norwell beat Lures 70-49. to And uh, um, kid from Norwell, what was his name now? I'm drawing a blank tonight. Cade Zadlack. Uh, no, we're talking basketball now. We don't know uh, about that. Bob. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he had 34, I saw last night. Blackhawk beat South Adams 64-37, and Whitco beat Southern Wells 64-41. And that was the week that was in high school sports for X. It's kind of winding down. We no longer have eight pages of stuff. We just got <laughs> the uh, one page on both sides. So. Our, our uh, week in review and our preview, both uh, getting shorter. Yeah, there there you go. Then there's a little bit of a lull between when track starts up and baseball and softball, so. Yeah, we're we're getting I've 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 gotten several suggestions for guests here while we're we're doing that. Uh, uh, the station owner even called me uh, yesterday, day before with uh, with some suggestions. Get them early before they start practicing That's a lot and then it's tough to get them out. Yes, it is. And uh, speaking about spring sports, uh I, I, Kerry Blake uh, did a ball game with me, the uh, East Side ball game, and he's a softball coach at Adams Central. He's got like 43 girls out for softball there. 
that program, it's 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 like Belmont Wrestling. It's been successful for a good while. I Paul, you wish you had 43 wrestlers in your room, didn't you? That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the week that was, and since we've got a couple of wrestlers up here, we'll make all, all the uh, wrestlers that, that are going to state our athletes of the week this week. And uh, then we'll take a break, and we'll come back with Belmont wrestlers right after this. Here's some straight talk about insurance from auto owners. You may think eliminating the middleman will save you money. When it comes to insurance, you eliminate a lot more. Like the personal service that comes from dealing with a local agent, someone who lives in your community, who knows you and your insurance needs, and will be there for you when you need them. For the best rates and coverage, call your local independent auto owner's agent. See Mark, Toby, or me, Barb, at Graver Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn, and North 13th Street Indicator. Model trains, one of the nation's favorite hobbies for all ages. For all your needs, rely on Whistle Stop, Hobbies and Crafts, 905 North 2nd Street, Decatur. Trains, pine cars, rockets, model kits, and diorama supplies, they're all at this well-stocked one-stop hobby shop. You'll also find DMC embroidery floss, CK products, and cake, cookie, and candy supplies. Stop today at Whistle Stop, 905 North 2nd Street, Indicator. Your health is of utmost importance to the Adams Memorial Hospital family, and there's no need to travel for most procedures. Services provided by Adams General Surgery with Dr. Lindsay Hardley, members of the Adams Health Network at Adams Memorial Hospital. Ask your physician for a referral or call 260-728-3928 for an appointment. Visit www.adamshospital.org for a complete list of services. Adams Memorial. Exceptional care close to you. Since 1980, we have been your screen printing professionals. Hi, this is Greg Kitson from Mind's Eye Graphics at 1019 Commerce Drive in Decatur. We take great pride in our screen printing and embroidery accomplishments. If you need from a few to a few hundred garments decorated, we can do it. Schools, organizations, business apparel, and more. Your design or custom design. If you can see it in your mind's eye, we can print it. Welcome back to Hitcher Stowe's High School Sports Weekly. It's now time for our Adams County Vision Center special guest. And uh, Rex, why don't you tell us who we got and we'll talk with them a little bit. We have a 126-pounder from Belmont High School, uh, Kyle Lawson, who was up here earlier. Kyle, was you up here for wrestling? You was up here for cross country as well, too, weren't you? Okay. So Kyle's got his... This is third trip up here for the season, so... Uh, well, the record's five, so you've still got a, <laughs> a few more to go. He's going to be running track, so yeah, maybe we get we'll some get track you up here again, but, yeah. uh, Also, we have uh, John Rubel, 145-pounder for Belmont, and uh, off-air we were talking about some of the draws that uh, these guys had, and uh, and like Kyle alluded to, there are no easy matches left. There may be a match that's slightly easier than another one because every year, uh, I think last year we counted five semi-state champions got beat Friday night by fourth placers. So where you come in at any day, anybody can beat any given wrestler. But for right now, I mean, you come in and that first match, you just give it all you got because it's all or nothing. You, you you lose, you go home. You win, you get eighth place is the worst you can get. So um, these guys, both underclassmen, one a 10th grader, one's an 11th, grade, 11th grader. And uh, to come down here and um, qualify for the state finals, it, guys, when you get down there, it's just – You've been there and sat in the stands, but when you get on on a on the floor, uh, 
Paul can tell you it's it's a whole different ball game. Uh, the butterflies are like tarantulas inside your stomach. They're so big. But uh, I just did the math. Forty years ago is when I wrestled in the state finals. So time flies, boys. So enjoy it while you can. So forty, yeah, forty years from now you'll sit here and you'll be a fat ball headed guy and you're thinking, man, what happened to my time? But uh, Kyle, once you, I'm gonna give you the mic. Once you tell us. Um, who you're going to wrestle first round and what you know about them and what you think you need to do to advance that next round to get your name on a wall at Belmont. Um, I have um, a freshman from Dearborn named Braden Hall who recently beat the state champion Alec Vendoya at semi-state. Um, he's, I, I, obviously everyone's asked me what, like, what he, uh, how my matchup was, and I told him that, like what we were talking about earlier, that no matchup is easy. And I watched a few of his matches, and I watched him beat the state champion, but then I watched him get it taken to him by the other, like, by Ethan Smiley Smiley from Beach Grove. So I'm, I mean, I'm not afraid. I'm I'm excited. I'm going to go in, and I'm going to wrestle him like I've been wrestling since regionals. You have to go in there with some confidence. I mean, if you go in there, like, like, you know, like flinching away and stuff, uh, people are going to read that. The other guy's going to read that and mm-hmm. really get after you. Well, what I'm going to focus on, uh, what I've been focusing on since regionals is I'm going to be heavy on the head, uh, pushing his face into the mat, and then when he brings it up, straight into a sweep single, monkey rolls, uh, picking up the high singles like I've been doing all season. One thing that AJ and I both have, have mentioned during your matches, you are a much better wrestler when you're attacking. When you go on the defensive, you get up a couple of points, and you're not attacking as much. Um, you you basically don't wrestle as well. We saw you try and hit a gator roll ill-advisedly. Now, we're armchair quarterbacks tell you maybe you shouldn't hit that in the semifinals, but you understand that. You know what you did wrong. I think that's the difference between that match that puts you in the finals versus the consolation round. But... Be aggressive, stay on it, and if you get a lead, keep attacking. And uh, we saw in John's match uh, when he got his lead, instead of backing up, shot in and hung on a single leg for 20 seconds, and that was game over. So, I mean, that's the kind of things that I know you're already thinking about moves you're going to hit. Um, keep that aggression, you know, going forward instead of wrestling not to lose, wrestle to win. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Best off, I mean, best defense is my offense, and I feel like that's the case for a lot of people because if you're on the offense, then – What's what's the best they're gonna do? So, you kind of got to go down there and show people that you belong there. That, oh, that you're there for a you reason. To, you have to set a tone that first match. Anybody's beautiful, and you also can't sleep on anybody. So I'm gonna go out there and show them what belt wrestling is about. And um, if I don't win, it's gonna be six minutes of hell. So, and you know too that the the, the uh, when you go down there, you like I say, you got to show them that that you belong down there. And, uh, you know, make sure they know who you are. And uh, from being there myself, I can tell you, I don't care how many times you go to the bathroom, when they blow us, there's just a little bit of pee in your suit. Just a little bit, but <laughs> in the bottom. But uh, um, I'll move on. We'll, we'll ask John. John, what do you know about the guy you're going to wrestle? And have you ever wrestled anybody that has common opponents to him? And what's your plans for this weekend? Uh, so who I have Friday night is Jordan Slivka from Minneapolis Cathedral. Uh, he's pretty tough. He's placed the past two years as a freshman and sophomore. Uh, I wrestled him earlier in the season. He beat me uh, pretty good. So um, mainly what he beat me with was he got the legs in and turned me quite a few times. So I got to work on not letting those legs get in. But uh, like Kyle said, anyone's beatable. So got to go out there with confidence and uh, do the best you can. 
what's your what's uh, uh how did you feel when when you know when you qualified to go down to state i mean you're you're a junior um uh, obviously it's got to be a huge thrill oh yeah it's exciting so uh coming into semi-state i had a pretty decent draw but couldn't look past those first two kids because you know anything can happen so once i won that ticket round match i was really pumped uh all the stress was off my shoulders and felt relieved in your semifinal match john uh we think you got the uh, bad end of the call uh you didn't give up a takedown on the edge and uh then they gave you a stalling that put in overtime and I think both those calls were bad calls that should have had you in the finals instead of the consoles. Uh, you know, you can always say uh, what ifs. I mean, I shouldn't have been in the position where the ref decayed the match, so just got to deal with it and do the best you can. So I, I know we asked you this before. How, how many years? When did you start wrestling? How old were you? Oh, man, uh, I started wrestling as young as I can remember, I think probably kindergarten is when i started so yep my my wife used to work with some women from uh carol who had kids wrestling at carol and and uh, they would bring their kids down to belmont or slaa and whatnot and she said you know they they must start wrestling in diapers down there and i think that's that's probably true and yeah you know the i i think probably the nicest thing about it or the best thing about it is uh you probably face people on on your own mat and practice that are uh, you know, as tough as anybody you'll meet, and that's gotta that's gotta be really helpful. Oh yeah, it is. Like obviously, Kyle, he's pretty tough. So practicing with him every day <laughs> kind of helps. And then Caden Freet, obviously, obviously didn't make state, but he had a tough draw. He's really good too. So practicing with those two guys really helps. So. And then you got a few state champions up there that uh, kind of get in your ear every once in a while and <laughs> let you yeah, know what's yeah, going on. That helps too. <laughs> The year that I wrestled in the state finals, got underneath the lights, I was 21-0 when I wrestled in state finals. But I had three losses on the season, and they were two guys on my team named Rodney Teamy who beat me three times in wrestle-offs. And finally, the I had to beat him three times in a row till he couldn't take the spot. And we wrestled three times. The first time he beat me, second time I beat him, the third time I beat him in triple overtime in the room. So I had three losses on the season. Before I got to state finals, and they were all from a guy in my room that was a 38-pounder trying to move down to 19 to find a spot. And he was the toughest match I had all year until wrestling got to state finals. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's Bruce Teamy's brother. Yeah, brother. yep. room was different back then. Mm. It was harder. Than that, yeah. <laughs> you know, Rex, I, I did notice that, that, that uh, some of the old-time suits that you and I would wear back when are kind of making their way back. Yeah, they they went to the new long basketball short style with a tight, like short sleeve, tight Under Armour shirt. I mean, the the two piece uniforms come back. You, you guys looked at those. What what's your opinion? Of those. What, what do you think of those, John? Uh, personally, I'm not a fan of them. I like the singlets, but I've wrestled a couple kids this year with them, and I mean, it's whatever you like, I guess. Yeah, the kid Muncie Central had yep. he had like the bike shorts with a with a half, but I mean. <laughs> What where did it come from? Flow wrestling is that when flow wrestling kind of did that? I think so. I think that's where it came from. Yeah. Why don't you pass the mic down to your coach down there, Paula? Having wrestled in the state finals a couple times yourself, uh, and like you said, thirty years ago you had your thirty year anniversary. What kind of advice? I I gave them a little bit of tips, but what kind of advice can you give to these youngsters here that uh, are coming down here for their first trip to the state street? Well, first thing is you get in there and. 
you know, kind of look around and kind of get used to the atmosphere. Kind of notice it. Take it all in, especially when you do the Parade of Champions. That's a pretty neat deal. You know, just absorb it all right there. Just really enjoy that moment. But after the Parade of Champions... Game face. It's time to start to focus on what's really important and why you're really there. Start to... Depending, obviously, if you're wrestling in the upper weights, you can't do this quite yet. I mean, you can start watching some of those matches, but start focusing on what you need to do to win your match and be prepared mentally, physically, getting back into your routine of the things that you do before your matches. It doesn't matter if it's a conference match <coughs> or a dual meet match or a state match. You still need to stay in the same routine that you usually do before those matches. I know that I started wrestling like John, like fourth grade when I started wrestling. I probably wrestled 300 freestyle matches, and I could tell you every move on every kid that I ever wrestled those render matches. The first two matches of the state finals, I have no clue what happened. I was just zoned out. Finals, I remember just a little bit of it, but it's like it's a whole different world. You kind of get in a daze, and the guys that win are the guys that can stay focused, and it's like just like Paul said, be on your game. And the guys that kind of choke up under the pressure are the ones that you want to wrestle those guys because those are the ones you can beat. Well, yeah, a lot of those guys, you know, also put a lot of pressure on themselves too. It's about how you handle and deal with pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, I can remember specifically T.J. Hayes' his senior year when he went in there. By far was the best kid in the weight class, you know. But as that week was coming in, his weight got really light, you know. And T.J. Hayes was one of the persons, if you'd known him, stuff doesn't really get to him, you know. And, and it that got to him that year, which surprised me. And so I was just trying to manage the stress of being in that position and being able to deal with that. You know, wrestling is such a mental game. It could be as much... 90% mental and 10% physical, even though people see the physicality of wrestling. But wrestling, I mean, my big problem was weight. I mean, John, you, you struggled trying to get to 45 this year, and I noticed once you kind of got to 45 and settled in, you know, I mean, you, you get into it. But I always battled a scale so hard that by the time you got to the match, then you had to change focus. It went from cutting weight to, okay, now i got to focus on a guy I'm going to wrestle and kind of get into it. But the state finals are like a whole different ball game. I know that um, I probably shouldn't have made the finals. Um, my first match, I was wrestling a kid that that had a better record than I did, and um, I was behind five to two at the time. And he stood up and turned in, and I caught a leg and went to take him down. And he'd had a bad knee, and he twisted his knee and blew his knee out, and injury default to me in the first round. So I mean, I was behind. Not to say I wouldn't have came back, but I may not have made it out of the first match. And the second match, I was wrestling and i don't remember much of it and a kid come diving in on me and i hit a monkey roll put him on his back and got a fiver and won by like two points but it just things happen and come off the mat and calvert's like what were you doing i said i have no clue i was just lost out there in a zone but i mean you the kids that can focus on it are the ones that really succeed at it but um it's it's amazing it's an amazing experience when i wrestled at southport high school it's a lot smaller venue um Paul, you like wrestle at Market Square? Yeah, all four yeah. years. No, my freshman year we wrestled at Newcastle because they Yeah, because that was a snow year. That was a snow year. But the other three years I wrestled at You know, and Market Square, Market Square. is a bigger venue than we had at Southport and Banker's Life is a lot bigger than Market Square was. So I mean anything that anybody that has ever been there, you know, Tim's up in the room can tell you, BJ's around can tell you. It's a whole different game and your focus just has to be changed like laser focus. I mean, if there's any way to explain that to you, but 
another big thing is is just being and a lot of people do this at this level is being able to not think about what you're doing when you're wrestling it's being able to react and those people that are wrestling and that are reacting to what someone does to you will win those matches i mean you got to be able to react because if i don't react by the time i'm ready to take my shot or to do my defense or to put someone on their back it's already too late the moment's gone so you got to be able to be fluid in the match and be able to go from one to the next and be able to hit what's there because if you're not fluid and you can't go from one thing to the next or you have to wait a second before oh it's there it's gone you will never get it right have you guys uh i I know you guys do uh, have have been involved in a lot of attorneys uh this year uh have any of those places really awed you when you walked in uh one of my uh, one of my favorite movies is Hoosiers, and they walk into the Butler Fieldhouse back then, where they played the state finals. And Hinkle, wasn't it? Hinkle, yeah. I'm so. What I say? Butler. Well, it was Hinkle. It's the same place, Hinkle Fieldhouse. And uh, so they walk in. The coach has them measure the basket, measure the foul line. It's 10 feet high and 15 feet away. And you know, as they're walking away, the guy goes, "You could put a lot of hay in here." You know, and I remember uh, first time I ever saw Newcastle uh, Fieldhouse. I was a sophomore in high school. I, I didn't believe there was ever a place that big, you know. And there, oh yeah, yeah. And there's places bigger than that now, you know. So, uh, and, and the other, of course, the other thing is, you guys will go from you, you know even the, uh, the the Coliseum up in Fort Wayne is a is a big venue, but yet it's minuscule compared to where you're gone and and. Uh, you know, a big crowd sometimes that can create a lot of uh, a lot of problems. You guys ever have any? Uh, you know that you're kind of awestruck when you go in, and you know it's like, my God, what am I doing here? Um, yeah, at first, uh, like the Coliseum, for example, when you first walk in, you see all the people and how big it is. I mean, it kind of gets to you, but once you get on the mat, it's you're completely zoned out of that, and you're just focused on the match. So, I mean, I haven't really been. Uh, and all by the people. I know basketball players sometimes when they go into a place like that, they have shoot-arounds and stuff because when you look at the basket, there's different surrounding, and it shoots different. When you're a wrestling mat, I mean, the 10-foot circle is still 10 foot in the middle. The stripes mm-hmm. are the same distance apart, and that out, out of mind line is 28 feet. So mm-hmm. you're kind of in zone. And, and if you guys were like I was and wrestled, there's just like a gray area out there that's like a blurry zone outside that 28-foot 28, 28 circle that just doesn't exist. And I know that, I mean, a lot of kids take coaching from their coaches, and Calvary's quit coaching me because he knew I wasn't listening. Once they blew the whistle, was zoned out, wasn't paying any attention, unless it come out of timeout or something and a kid got hurt, come over and talk, and then you can focus. I mean, is there is there things that Paul and Tim talk to you about during breaks and stuff that you can focus on, or during the match you guys just – in his own um it's kind of both for me kind of depends on the situation sometimes i listen and hear what they're saying sometimes i just completely zone them out not trying to zone them out just it happens but and then i can always hear my dad in the stands yelling i mean he's always super loud but i never <laughs> take the time to process or listen to what he's saying so kyle what do you what's some of your thoughts on that topic um the number one phrase i hear a lot is cut them but I use my selective hearing to sometimes zone it out. But then Paul gets on my face, so I uh, finally listen to him. I heard him yelling somebody the other day, cut him, cut him, cut him, several you know, times. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> I, referring back to your last question, um, I would probably say um, when the final match was going on for semi-state and it was third and fourth, all the, like, the lights were off and we were down there and like warming up on the floor. And then, But when you step on the mat, you shake his hand. 
you know it's it's go time so all like and like you said that blur yeah that's i i barely hear my coaches I mean, it is this kind of a thing. Some sports you can be like playing baseball, and you look up in the stands and see somebody, or you see like a third base coach putting wrestling. I don't know. I always just got that. You only see about so far, and it just kind of blurs out. Um, one of the, my workout partner, my senior year was junior Jeff Franz, who ended up being state runner-up the next year. In his year, Jeff, we called him Frog because he had these coke bottle like glasses and jeff could hardly see and when jeff took his glasses off he couldn't see so he was like wrestling a blind wrestler i mean he his his vision's not very good so he'd get a hold of you and he's one of those guys he just got a hold of me and didn't let go of you because if you let go of me you might blend into that blur in a backfield back zone so if frog if you're listening to you know you can't see we we told me couldn't get contacts because there'd be like little chips of glass in his eye but <laughs> You know, the other thing that, that always astounds me, too, a uh, hundred years ago when, when I wrestled, I wrestled and refereed both. And and uh, uh, basically, even if you were running a tournament, you would have two mats. I mean, that's all the schools had back then. They didn't have four, six, eight mats. And so you'd go in there, and there were, there were times where the, the, you know, the whistle on one mat would stop the wrestlers on the other and things like that. I can't imagine how big a hassle that is when you've got six or eight mats out there. happened Saturday at Consos. Like, uh, what way was it? Two guys were wrestling. It was the Yorktown kid, I think, was wrestling. And a buzzer went off on another mat, and one kid stopped. And the other guy finished, finished the move. The kid was going to get escaped, and he stopped. And I mean, just a second. I forget what weight it was. It was like 106. Yeah, right in the, right in the middle. Yeah. And it definitely did. And the referee just told him keep wrestling. But it, it the kid didn't totally stop, but he stopped just enough. It stopped the momentum. And it was, I mean, and I guess. What coaches always told me, and they tell still tell me those, you wrestle until they pry you off yeah. of them. Yeah. I mean, whistles, no whistle, buzzer, just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Has that ever caused you guys any problems? Uh, oh, no, I don't. Uh, that's never been a problem for me. I usually just wait until the ref taps me on the back. I usually don't listen to the whistle. Yeah. They used to have a, a kid stationed on the side or a, uh, an adult stationed on the side with a, a towel wrapped mm-hmm. up that he'd throw at the referee yeah. you know, to make sure that the match was over at that point in yeah. time. But that always seemed to me that even even when I was refereeing in some matches, you know, I'd hear a whistle and look around and wonder what in the world's going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, And uh, I know Rex refereed for a number of years too, and sometimes as a referee you get into that zone that you're you're concentrating so much on what's going in, going in front of you that you don't see anything around you. And, and I have to tell you, I think when I refereed the state finals, I was more nervous than when I wrestled the state finals because kids are kids and they're going to go out and do what they need to do to you know fight with each other and, and score. As a referee, you could change a kid's life <laughs> real easy. You make a bad call, you could put – I mean, you don't want to put yourself in that situation. Like John said, he was in a situation, let the referee make a bad call. You don't want to do that. Um, I know I had – one year I had the state finals and I had 103 – and I had heavyweight. So I get all jacked up for the first match, and I'm all psyched. Go through the match, it's over. And then I rest downtime for two and a half, almost three hours. And then I had a heavyweight match. So then I get back up for it again. And, and just kind of a ebbs and flow, but uh, makes it do it. Paul, what what do you kind of talk about for these kids to psych themselves for this match to, to get ready for the state finals? I just try to keep them because you can t- there's a couple things that happens there with emotions you know and you're out there wrestling that first match and sometimes when your emotions are way high you don't you can't control it and you got to be able to 
contain that and be able to go into your mode where you can start attacking. Because sometimes people, when they do that, they attack too high or something like that and, and give up big points because they let their adrenaline. So they got to kill it down or, or they use the emotions to be able to move the guy and be able to take shots and stay in a good stance. It just depends on um, the kid. You know, Some kids don't handle it as well as others, and some handle it fine. But it's about not getting out of position and letting the moment get to you too much. But what I was thinking about is we were talking about all these state qualifiers. It just hit me that uh, Adams County also has another person that's going to be there this weekend. Lonnie Chamberlain is going to be officiating <coughs> excuse me, officiating the finals uh, this year. And he was pretty excited about that. So I'm happy for him, you know, and the Chamberlain family because, you know, he made the comment to me, or to Tim and I, you know, I finally get to do something. And I never thought about this. I finally get to go under the lights. You know, I never got to do it as a wrestler, but at least I can now do it as an official, which it's a pretty big deal, you know. And so I'm excited for Lonnie as well. I had a, my first state final, Ed Karazi, who refereed forever. Um, Brad he did my state finals match. Yeah. Brad Williamson and I were good buddies and refereed and we got our first state final together and we go in and we're all nervous just like the kids come in and see the big gym we come in and we're nervous and Krazy got us both cards like you know congratulation cards and I opened mine up and there was there was a bear standing by the woods and he had a little and Krazy had drawn like a little puddle down around him like the bear had peed and, he, and it was and he had my name pointing at it and, and it, he added something and said don't choke up bro go to the bathroom before the match starts or something like that hand, hand the uh, microphone there to John and I'll ask both of them this question uh, I had some strange things happen when I was wrestling a kid, I had some strange things happen when I was refereeing. I remember one kid had, had – back then they didn't control the weight like they do now, and a kid had cut a considerable amount of weight before the match, and he drank like a, a, a quart of chicken broth beforehand, and he gets out on the mat and has a real nasty case of diarrhea. I uh, had another kid in a match that I ref, refereed that uh, – uh, kid took him had a double leg takedown and he fell back and tried to catch himself and he broke his arm and it was just kind of u-shaped kind of grossed me out so what's the weirdest thing that's happened to you or what uh, weirdest thing you've seen in a wrestling match um honestly nothing that weird's happened to me but i have seen a couple weird things i mean back in middle school uh sam weiss wrestled on our middle school team and uh we wrestled down in franklin he was hitting a stand up and came down on the mat and broke his elbow and then he couldn't wrestle again after that. So, I mean, crazy things happen like that. And then I remember my freshman year, John Becker, he was cutting a lot of weight for the AC match. And and then he was so stupid after weigh-ins. He drank a ton of water, ate a foot-long sub, and then he felt like crap. He went out there, wrestled. He should have hammered this kid. He kept it to just a decision, I think. Went to the hallway afterwards and threw up all over the wall. And it was just, that, those are the two craziest things I've ever seen. Oh yeah, <laughs> sorry, Bon. Happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> How about you, Kyle? Um, I probably have to say the craziest thing was seeing a two twenty pounder do a backflip at Semi State. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Shout out to Jay County Hair. But um, my semifinals match, I'd never seen it before. Um, and the kid, like, how, how would you describe it, Paul? He moved his, his sat on his hips. Can you describe? Eugene Grody used to set up that way. Eugene would set both legs like this, but this kid put his leg way out to the side. And it was like he was almost in a sit-out position yeah. right from the beginning. And it, it took the advantage away, and what you actually, instead of disadvantaging you, 
I'd have rode him right side. I went, would have went right side because he put all that pressure over there, and you could chop him down, break him down to the right side. Because I saw him went to line up, you were kind of froze for a minute. Um, yeah, I pointed. I pointed at the ref. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, Eugene started doing that like our junior senior year. He would put both heels behind him and put him out front, so his knees were out in front, and he had no ankles to pick. And then basically, all I do is he'd push back and he'd instantly in his, into a set out. And it, it really stifled kids because it was kind of new and nobody had seen it. So if your main first stop breakdown is an outside leg ankle pick, it's not there. Exactly. So it gives you a little answer. One thing I have to ask, John, how's your knee? Um, honestly, my knee's doing a lot better. Uh, so I can tell you it's a lot better than what it was this past weekend. A lot less swelling, and uh, the only problem now is it's not straightening all the way, but mm. no more pain. So that's all that matters. We we talked to Paul after the match, and there was a lot of people in the gym that did not think that you were going to continue the match. Oh, I didn't either, and uh, I think I was just talking about it with uh, Paul and Tim, and one of the main reasons I finished that match is uh, Kyle got third place, and I didn't want him placing <laughs> higher than I did, so... <laughs> That's one of the main reasons I finished that. Well, something something happened after that, and then the other guy took injury time or something that gave you a little bit of breather, and then and then you could see it, your leg was moving a little bit better, and you come back, and then you just went into kind of defense mode a little mm-hmm. bit, and then the kid the kid got a little desperate, and made a bad shot, and hit a front headlock, and go behind, got a takedown on, it and kind of sealed the deal on it. But you know, you were really disadvantaged and really limping pretty bad when it first started. It's like I don't know how this is going to go after that. You know what? We need to take a break, so we'll do that, and we'll come back with more right after this. Did a monkey pick your pocket and steal your keys? Did a bull moose scare you and run off with your keys? Did a ghost spook you and cause you to drop your keys down a sewer grate? Did the National Guard run over your keys with a tank? If any of this happened to you, or if you just need some lock work done, a safe combination changed, or some keys made, then call Bob's Locksmith Shop. That's Bob's Locksmith Shop at 724-3359, Adams County's only full-time locksmith. Do you know all of the services provided at Decatur Hardware and Rental in the Decatur Plaza? We fill propane grill tanks, test pool water, custom mix paint, cut keys, ship UPS packages, cut glass and plexiglass, We rent tents, tables, and chairs. We rent trenchers, a skid loader, tractor, stump grinder, sod cutter, and so many more items. Hardware, plumbing, electrical, or paint. Let Decatur Hardware and Rental make your project much easier to complete. Decatur Hardware and Rental and the Decatur Plaza. Family owned in the same location since 1972. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. Do you remember last winter? Why would I want to? Cold, snow, unpredictable utility bills. Exactly, unpredictable utility bills and shortages. What are you getting at? I'm talking about the real-world advantages of a quality Hitzer coal-burning stove. Where can I learn more? Online at Hitzer.com or stop by the showroom, 269 East Main Street in Bern. Be energy independent with a new handcrafted Hitzer stove. Welcome back to Hitcher Stoves High School Sports Weekly. Here with the weekend preview is Rex Brewer. 
On Friday, February 16th, it's boys basketball. It'll be Adams Central at South Adams, Bluffton at Belmont, Jay County at Norwell, Southern Wells at Blackford. The wrestling state finals start Friday night as well, and uh, we'll go in the air uh, about 5.45. Walk of Champions is scheduled for 6 o'clock, and then uh, just settle into your recliner and listen because uh, AJN will be on uh, all night long. That first round finishes about 10.30, 11 o'clock at night. So lots of wrestling action. We're going to cover, cover all the area wrestlers along with the uh, People that are close to us, I know that there's a couple of Norwell kids. We're going to follow the Jay County kids since uh, our station owner owns that station as well, and uh, they're not going to be broadcasting, but uh, we'll cover those guys. On Saturday, it's boys basketball. It'll be Bluffton at Miss Cinema, Norwell at Woodland, Monroe Central at South Adams, Union City at Southern Wells. The balance of the state wrestling finals coming to you. Uh, we'll be on the air most of the day throughout the day. Uh, February, Tuesday, February 20th, it's boys basketball. It's Adam Central at Parkway, Winchester at South Adams, and Southern Wells at Westdale. Thanks much. And it's now time for our whistle stop from the archives. And, and uh, Rex, We've been we, talking archives all night. We've been talking <laughs> archives all night. But, you know, I, I had found earlier that, that, that things like uh, polo were big and football was big back, you know, way back when. And uh, been looking at some schools on the western and, and southwestern part of the state. They played a lot of six-man football. There were schools, small schools that had football teams back then. I mean, we're talking uh, schools probably the size of Monmouth or Burn or something like that. That uh, they played a lot of six-man football, and uh, it got just as much press the six-man did as the eleven-man. It's football still big team. out in Texas now. I was watching oh, yeah. ESPN one night, and they had a had a thirty for thirty about it. And there's some schools out in texas because texas is so such a big state and so so sparsely populated in some areas that they have six-man football and it's big time it's it's big time football out there uh, six-man football yeah they 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 listed the uh you know the, the running backs and the ends and the tackles and all this and there was like two people at each spot and that was it you know so you could have a a team with 12 13 guys on it and field a full six-man team going both ways now we're kind of archiving stuff we're talking about wrestling all these years i actually talked to the one referee that refereed the girls um regional and the girls state finals i think happened already i think they had the girls state finals and they're all they're talking about no they had the girls regional was this last last week no girls wrestling oh wrestling oh girls female wrestling state finals they had already and um that they're talking maybe in the next two years they're gonna look putting that in as a sport and I'm going to ask these two guys about um, their ideas on that. Do you feel that, um, you know, you've probably had to wrestle girls during during your career. Um, do you feel that giving them their own sport to wrestle so they don't have to be put against guys is a good thing? Um, well, yeah, I've wrestled my fair share of girls over the past couple of years, and I mean – on the mat, yes, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I've never thought really wrestling was a girls' sport, but I mean, I never really considered a separate uh, sport for just girls wrestling. So I mean, yeah, sounds like a good idea to me. I, I mean, they're really not matched up well against guys. I guess. Well, we have two Indiana girls on the on the U.S. Olympic team, a U.S. World Team right now. I mean, Hildebrand mm-hmm. and and Kayla Miracle, and um. They are very good wrestlers. I mean, f- years ago when uh, Gerard was rest- wrestled one from Penn, when Hildebrand, she stoned him and <laughs> wrestled him a dual mate. She, she beat him pretty good. I mean, she's a very quality wrestler. She went on was like a four-time national champion for 
King's College. I mean, and now she's on a world team. Miracles. She's a very talented wrestler. Almost won her first match at state finals that year against that Brayton Lee kid or uh, the Lee kid from Garrett. What was his name? Uh, yeah, he yeah. actually ended up moving into Ohio. Yeah, but um, but he all yeah. she she Ohio. just I think he took her down a few seconds left to go to match and beat her, or else she'd have been the first one, first female to qualify for the state finals and actually place it at the state finals. But I mean, just some feeling, Paul. Maybe you might have some opinions on that as well as a coach. Well, as a wrestling fan, um, when Title Nine came around, it was for the best interest in girls sports and everything to come around but it really hurt wrestling because in um in sport and in the college sports they have a lot of scholarships and stuff going to football football eats up a lot and there's no other girl sport to match football well wrestling there's no other wrestling sport to match wrestling like you got girls soccer boys soccer you've got softball baseball so instead of trying to uh, make it equal, a lot of teams would cut wrestling instead of add girls sports teams. And so it really killed wrestling. Um, so this coming around, and hopefully this, if it keeps going full circle, and hopefully, because they're starting to get more college girls wrestling too. Yeah, so hopefully that'll start catching on and you start doing that, and that'll help, that'll help the college wrestling for both men and for women because we'll have – equal number of scholarships so we'll be able to have more scholarships and stuff for men's wrestling so it, it would be a good thing in the long run when it gets there because it'll help with uh men's and women's wrestling i would and, think and you saw colleges add a lot of women's sports like canoeing and uh, you know on on down the line there to uh, make up for it. to be honest with you ohio state has they wish you'd kind of take a page from them because they've done some incredible things actually they're self-sufficient their their sports programs are well, they're also, I mean, they're big in about everything that they do. And they were able to do that and add sports. And like other, like I said, this was back way back when, when they were starting adding sports and other teams were getting rid of the sports because they were, I don't know how they managed their money, but they did something right there. So, You know, one sport I've become a fan of is my, my grandson plays rugby at Carroll. And so we've seen our, you know, first rugby matches over the last several years. And I have a niece that went to Davenport College up in Michigan and they won the national title. They beat Notre Dame in a girls' rugby match, and it was a sanctioned sport by the NCAA. And I mean, they were smoking people. They were they were good. Paul, I, I hear you have a. Are there a couple of female wrestlers in the junior high program that will advance up, and you think they'll wrestle next year for you in a high school level? I'd imagine so. I mean, you mean you never know. I mean, uh, weight class for girls wrestling is always huge usually they're lighter weights uh i refereed one time a girl's 170 pounder was wrestling i mean and she was just physically outmatched because the 170 pound boy was just much stronger her and and we've actually seen female wrestlers some of the smaller ones are equal strength to some of the three pounders and 13 pounders and it's like their muscle density is not as tough so they can be a bigger girl yeah i mean all that's maturity down there because you got guys that are that that haven't had puberty yet. <clears throat> yeah. Their maturity is not there yet where the girls have. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that's just masked by that a lot. And you you don't have a problem with girls coming in your room and wrestling? No. I know that uh, Jimmy Pickert, who's uh, Goshen's coach, he had a girl that come out for wrestling. I was up a referee one time, and, and she was wrestling, and he said, 
I was bound and determined I was not going to have a girl on my team. And he said, I made practices so tough I was going to make her quit. He said, I had four freshman boys quit, and she wouldn't go anywhere. He said, I had just to just accept the fact she was going to be on my team because I was losing to my other kids because they couldn't take practices, and she was tougher than they were. She ended up wrestling two years for him, and then you know she, she had matured to the level. She was becoming a young woman, and she didn't want to wrestle anymore, but she stayed on and managed this program. And I I saw her, you know, 10 years ago was still helping run his program that after she graduated and came in, would like kind of help manage his team and stayed around. And she was, she was an invaluable asset to his program, started as a wrestler for him. Mm-hmm. I remember David Harvey. Wait, I don't remember who David Harvey is. He wrestled for us. He actually teaches at New Haven, I believe. He had a wrestler girl over when we went to Wawa C. He was scared to death. It was kind of entertaining watching him go back and forth. But he was in those situations where he was wrestling. Uh, 70, uh, what was it, 71 or 77, whatever it was at that point in time. And, you know, she just didn't have the strength that he did. He was just so much stronger. But when I was going through, when I was younger, they had the stout girls. They were were just tough. I mean, they were younger than I was, but they were just beating everybody. I mean, they were winning state titles and all that stuff. But when, when, but when she got, when they got to high school, that their parents made them stop. Or maybe it was middle school. I'm not sure which. I I think, uh, uh, boys reached you know like you said a level of maturity a little later and maybe by their junior or senior years that uh, it starts catching up with the boys where the girls are already there and uh you know so that kind of evens th- things out or maybe even tilts the scales a little bit in the favor of the in favor of the guys yeah i mean that's why you always see one girl state qualifier in the state of indiana because because of the maturity i mean just the difference between the strength between the two of them Mumal told me, and I was amazed by the numbers. He said they had 120 girls in the northern region at that tournament. They said uh, Penn brought like 20 girls, and they had enough for like a, more than a full team. And I was amazed. He said the southern region had 40 girls, I think, wrestling. But between you know 120 in the northern region and 40 in the southern region, that's 160 girls wrestling in the state of Indiana. And that number, as you see them split out and give them their own tournament i think that may bring more girls out to the sport that didn't want to wrestle against boys oh, i would imagine i meant probably i mean it makes it a lot easier i mean there's a lot of things that go on in a wrestling practice which you know i didn't let my daughter wrestle i don't think she really wanted to either but there's a lot of things that happen in the wrestling room that you know because you're pulling you're grabbing you're switching your i mean so you know it it it, it uh I, i'm old-fashioned of course, I'm a little older than everybody else here, but except for Steve. And uh, <laughs> wait a minute, how did I get involved with this? But uh, you know, it just seems to me. You remember that Danica Patrick commercial where she she's playing a, a, a video game with these two guys, and she just waxes them, and she tells them, she says, "Now go home and tell your parents a girl beat you." You know, so if you're a guy wrestling a girl, you can't win. If you beat her, you're you're a guy, you know, and you should win. And if you lose to her, you just lost to a girl. You know, that's. You know, I, that that for me would be tough. Well, there's some pretty good girls out there. Oh I yeah, mean, no doubt. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I mean, I would. I'll tell you right now. I would take someone who has really good technique over someone who's really strong every day of the week and twice on Tuesday because you can always put on muscle. So I mean, no, I I, I was just you know using yeah. that as a as an example of being a, an old guy looking at you know we didn't have female wrestlers back when I wrestled. And, uh, no, that would be, you know, for me it would be tough to wrestle a girl. That's, you know, I mean, it's just the way it is. Yeah, we'll take a quick break. Come back with some more right after this. Welcome home. 
A new chapter doesn't mean you have to rewrite your entire life story. It only means you're ready to move forward into a lifestyle that's tailored to your needs and ambitions. At Adams Woodcrest, they go to great lengths to make your transition to a new and exciting lifestyle easy and carefree. Choose from one or two bedroom villas or apartments. Call or visit today. Adams Woodcrest, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. Member Adams Health Network. Here's some straight talk about insurance from auto owners. You may think eliminating the middleman will save you money. When it comes to insurance, you eliminate a lot more. Like the personal service that comes from dealing with a local agent. Someone who lives in your community, who knows you and your insurance needs, and will be there for you when you need them. For the best rates and coverage, call your local independent auto owner's agent. See me, Mark, Toby, or Barb at Graeber Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn and North 13th Street in Decatur. Model trains, one of the nation's favorite hobbies for all ages. For all your needs, rely on Whistle Stop, Hobbies and Crafts, 905 North 2nd Street, Decatur. Trains, pine cars, rockets, model kits, and diorama supplies, they're all at this well-stocked one-stop hobby shop. You'll also find DMC embroidery floss, CK products, and cake, cookie, and candy supplies. Stop today at Whistle Stop, 905 North 2nd Street, Indicator. When life gets in the way of living, it's time to turn to Adams Memorial Hospital Behavioral Health. Hi, this is Carrie Binniger, urging you to consult with our professional team. Depression, anxiety, grief, parenting issues, substance abuse, stress, and family conflict are just a few of the many issues we address. The path isn't always easy, but we're here to help. Call 728-3906. We listen, we give hope, and lives change. Adams Outpatient Behavioral Health's new location is 815 High Street, Indicator. Welcome back to Hitcher Stowe's High School Sports Weekly. Rex, you wrestled at a small college. I wrestled at Manchester. I remember up there the, the, the uh, food was fairly starchy, and I think maybe they, they allowed you a pound every week or two on account of the food that, that, that you were served? No, that was back in the ancient days, well, Bob. When back when we were yeah, we, there was no stuff. weight allowance just because your school had bad food or yeah, anything. Yeah, well, we, we had. Bad I just food. never. We didn't really even back have then. a cafeteria, so I just I just never went to it. So I just <laughs> plain didn't eat. So. So things have changed. Yeah. Yeah. They have cars. Well, they had cars back then. <laughs> okay, just but, checking. Yeah. My kids always have to. Do they have horse and buggy back? And it's like, shut up. <laughs> Of course, you had to start them with a crank, you know, that <laughs> yeah. kind of, yeah. Right. Yours you did, not mine. <laughs> oh, well. Um, Rex, uh, you, you've given kind of your, your uh, what, what's going to happen this weekend. Um, probably the big game we've got this, well, we got a couple of big basketball games this weekend. Uh, we've got South Adams uh, hosting Adams Central. That's always a big match. And we've got uh, Belmont hosting uh, Bluffton and uh, those two teams. And uh, speaking of rivalries, I rem uh, remember a story. Uh, Bluffton and, uh, and Decatur were playing football back in the ancient past and probably back around 20 or 21. And uh, the, uh, the, the Bluffton coach was, uh, was the referee, and they were, uh, <laughs> Decatur was playing Hicksville, Ohio. used one referee back then. And uh, the game, it was on Thanksgiving Day. And... Uh, Decatur got a man open and he scored, and the referee threw a flag for a penalty back, you know, at the line of scrimmage or whatever. And uh, so the, it was getting dark, so they called the game. Well, this so enraged the fans that they actually chased this referee 
all over and he stopped down at the police station and they they you know and they said hey you're not from here you're on your own and so this guy went down and he wrecked his car down Mon- by monroe and he hid w- in the woods all night and he finally saw somebody from bluffton driving by and he gave him a ride home <laughs> well that uh that kind of put the kibosh on anything i think they didn't play each other in any sport for like five or six years then well i know that um the belmont sectional when adam central and belmont used to come in um, Jimmy Troyer, who told I saw Saturday, and he's got three more years to work to have his yeah he's the best eight and a half finger referee in the state. Um, he says he's going to ref <laughs> he's going to referee another three years and he'll have fifty years of refereeing. Wow! One of his first sectionals, he came to Adam Central and he went in and Leroy Stryker, who was a state trooper at the time, wrestled for Adam Central, came up and said, "I'm your escort for the day." He said, "Anywhere you go, I'll be here." And he goes, "What do I need that for?" And he goes, "You've never been to a Belmont Adam Central tournament, have you?" And he said, "No." And he said, when the match was over, he said, I was hanging on his shirt tail as he took me to the locker room. And he said, he walked me to my car. And he said, I had never been so happy to be with a big state trooper my whole life. He said, I realized what the Belmont Adams Central sectional is like. And, and it was a war back in those days. And the, the fans the fans are crazy. Wrestling fans are nuts. And you have to understand that. If, if somebody offers you a police escort, take it. Yes, definitely. Definitely. John, I'd like to thank you and Kyle for coming up tonight. And, and shout outs. Shout outs. Quick. Yeah. Um, shout outs to my mom and my coaches and God right now because I missed Ash Wednesday. Oh. <laughs> John, you? I'd like to shout out God too because I missed Ash Wednesday. Uh, obviously, thank my coaches. I think yeah. he'll forgive you. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to thank my coaches. Got to thank my grandparents for always supporting me, all of them. I thank my mom, my dad for always taking me to tournaments when I was younger. Thank my brother. Oh, there's so many people I can thank. That's all. That's where I'm going to stop now. <laughs> okay. So, do you guys? We got a couple minutes here. Uh, do you guys have, uh, you know, special people that always come to every match that you look for beforehand or or after? Uh, well, my gr- yeah, my great grandma and grandpa Rubel or Book. I don't think. I don't think they've ever missed a wrestling match, honestly. Tom and Marvin never missed one of my matches. Yes, they they go through everything to make sure they're there. So I mean, shout out to them; they're always there. That's that's impressive, Kyle. Um, Bruce Teamy, middle school coach. I always go and give that man a handshake, win or lose. He's always there, and um, yeah, I look up to the. Is guy. he one of those kind of guys that comes up to you after the match and congratulates you whether you win or lose, and you know? No, I go up there and he goes, "Well, Kyle." I actually saw Marvine sprinting up the stairs at, at Jay County because the crowd was filling up and she was afraid she was not going to get her seat. Mm-hmm. Dragging Tom with her, yeah. she said, hey, I'm getting a seat. I was going to stop and talk to her. She blew by me. I ain't got time to talk right now. I'm going to get my seat. And she went to get her seat. But, yeah. Um, I'll tell you a little Bruce Teamy story. Bruce Teamy was ICE, so he worked, went to school during the first part of the day and then went home, worked with the Hogs, didn't shower, come back and wrestled after Hogs. So Steve all said right. we're ready to go. That's all you need. Well, good luck, you guys. Hope you do well down at uh, State this this weekend, and uh, you know, have fun. It, you know, it might be you never know how I know know you guys are underclassmen, but you, it might be your last time, only time down there. You just never know. So, good luck and have a have a great time. We got Pacer basketball coming up, and we'll get to to that uh, right away. Slam! 
Rebound by Turner. It's time for the Kroger Pacers pregame show. An in-depth preview of tonight's Pacers 